What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I hope today is going well for you. And I hope the week moving forward is awesome just as well. Um, hope you're keeping a positive mindset. Keep that positive attitude. Project that positivity into the world, and you know it comes right back to you. Hope you're being good to one another, and I hope you're being good to yourselves, because you know what? You deserve it. We got a lot to get into today. It was a very busy week, a lot of stuff going on, and I'm going to tell you all about it, because it's episode 96 of Life's a Garden. Oh, yes, indeed. We are back with another episode of Life's a Garden. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, uh, like, share, do all that stuff. It helps us out. Still looking to get to 100 subscribers before 100 episodes, and we're only four episodes away from 100 episodes. So, we got to get on that. We only need three more. Come on. You can help me out here. Just three. Make up an account. Create a new account and and subscribe. Just help me out. That I, I just need three of you. That's all I need. Three. We at least get that many views. There's at least three of you listening to this podcast. Come on. I know you can do it. Or maybe you listen and you're not subscribed at all yet with your regular channel. So get on it. Um, As I had mentioned in the beginning there, busy ass week. My neck has absolutely been killing me all week because I went to not only one but two concerts and that's how I kicked off my whole week that's how Monday started it was Monday Tuesday two shows started well let me work my way backwards actually so Tuesday was clutch um I I thought I had seen clutch before honestly I was completely confused I it was a different band I had seen and I know a couple clutch songs um, first two bands were all right. I, um, I, I think I was just so out of it, honestly, because I had already been to a show. Dude, it's not that I think I was out of it. I was a hundred percent out of it. I damn near fell asleep on my feet the night before I had, uh, obviously went to the other show. Didn't get to bed till 1am had to be up. At seven to go to work, Whew, so and I didn't get any nap in. So after work, went straight to the second, sh- went to the show on Tuesday, uh, and like I said, I was damn near falling asleep standing. I had to, and I'm not an energy drink guy. I had to get a, a Monster Energy drink just to feel normal, and it did. It boosted me up just a hair, just enough to get through Clutch, and they were awesome. Did a, they had a great show. It wasn't like, it didn't blow my socks off, you know? And I think also, I've come to realize that having been to so many shows, I don't get as crazy excited over bands that I'm not, like, so into, or bands that I don't know a lot of their material. Unless, I mean, unless they're just... Bring the house down, you know, and, and honestly, Clutch had great energy. They had great stage presence. Part of it definitely had to do with me just being so exhausted from the previous night that I had to, I just didn't have the energy in me. I did, I did get a little headbanging going though. It was, I had a few moments there, but like I said, I was just so goddamn tired, slept like a, and again, so that same night, didn't get to bed till about 1 a.m., had to be up at 7 again. Do it all over again. The next two nights, slept like a damn baby. Like nothing was going to wake me up. So, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I just think now that I've been to so many shows, I used to get that thing like a week, even a week before a show, I'd get that like excitement and like, oh my God, I can't wait. The show's coming up. I can't wait to see it. 
I just don't, I, I've done it so much now, I'm like numb to it. I, like even the day before, I'm like, oh yeah, that show's tomorrow. Okay, cool. That'll be fun. End up going to the show and it, it's all, I don't get that like nervous excitement like I used to get when I was younger and it was like so fresh and it was like exciting because I've only done this two or three times before and now I've done it two or three hundred times and it's like, it's not as exciting. But there are shows, even still, of course, especially when I know the band, especially when I'm or, or eager to see a band or I've, you know, I just, or they just blow me away kind of thing. And I still get overly excited at shows. Trust me. Because Monday, now we're working our way back, the first show I went to was one of my all-time favorite bands. You know I've talked about it, Shinedown. Um, I've talked like several, several times about how Shinedown is one of my all-time favorite bands. Still stays true. This, I think, was my ninth or... I think I actually figured it out to be my tenth time seeing Shinedown live. Um, And it will not be my last. Now, I might not travel to see them anymore just because I have seen them a lot. But this last... This time seeing them was... Easily the best time I've seen them in the last three times, you know? Um, so, more recently, they've been doing a lot of their more newer material. I'm I'm an original, you know? Like, I liked Shinedown way back in the day before anybody knew who they were. And so, I'm very partial to their old material, the first two albums. If you're not familiar, um, the original lineup is not the same. Those first two albums uh, had a different lineup, different guitar player, different bass player. The drummer and the singer are the same throughout. But as they've, you know, they're five albums deep with the current lineup. And um, I think they're on their sixth now coming out. But... It makes sense that they'd want to play the material that they've written together as the current group. So I, I understand that. But it's like you you should also play a few songs for the original fans, like the old school fans who have been with you ride or die from the beginning. And the last few years, the last few uh, tour cycles... They didn't play anything from the first two albums at all. And I thought they were just done with that. And it broke my heart because those are my two favorite albums. The only song they would ever play is Simple Man, which isn't even their song. And I get it. It's the crowd favorite. I've heard it every single time I've seen them. And it's whatever. It's a good song. I I still like that song. It's just of any song off those two albums, that's not the one I want to hear. Um, but that being said... This time around, they shocked me hard and played not one, but two other songs from that first album, 45 and Fly From The Inside, which is undoubtedly my all-time favorite song. It's definitely hard to say that because there's so many good songs out there, but, and I, and I never thought I would actually narrow down my, my life of how many songs I've ever listened to and into saying there's one song, one particular song out there that is my forever song. But that one has been so consistently true throughout my life. The message in that song is so it, it, it cuts deep. Plus I have like an emotional connection with that song to my uncle. So undoubtedly fly from the inside by shinedown is my all-time favorite song it means so much to me so the fact that they played that just gave it, it was everything to me it meant so much to hear that song live again after not being able to after they haven't played it for so long plus they played 45 which is another amazing song and the rest of the lineup was great they played two new songs one that i it I'm, i'd have to hear it again but the other one they played it was like a piano song Dude, fantastic. I can't wait to hear that one on record. And you may have remembered a couple episodes ago, I had given my review of their new song, Planet Zero. Now, I stand by what I said regarding the the recorded version of that song. However, live, that song kicked ass. Because Brent Smith, who 
still to me is one of the greatest lead vocalists of all time. He did it the way he should have done it on the album. Everything else about that song is amazing. But it w- it was the it was the vocals that that fell f- fell flat for me in the recording. And I stand by that statement. But live it was fantastic. So the whole lineup was great. The whole uh, plus before that Diamante opened and I've seen Diamante before. I th- I thought they were better the first time I saw them. And the Pretty Reckless my lord. <laughs> Little fun fact for you. The Pretty Reckless if you don't know them, look them up. They're a really, really fun band. Um, lead singer Taylor Momsen played Cindy Lou Who in the 2000s Grinch with Jim Carrey. I've, I mean, she's she's beyond that now. But it's just a fun little tidbit that the fact that little Cindy Lou from the Grinch is now like a a rock mu- lead singer amazing voice fantastic and she is so gorgeous like don't get me like she's a little bit scrawny from like i like a little a little thickness but i'm telling you if the stars ever were to align in 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 a beautiful world she would be my future wife we both are lead singers we both like the same kind of music um, she's super hot. I'm super average. <laughs> um, but here's, here's the even crazier part. Okay. She was born July 29th, 1993. And I was born July 31st, 1993. We are literally two days separate in age, which was funny because I remember specifically watching the Grinch at that current age being like, Oh, she's really cute. Like, obviously she was my same age. So it's not weird for me to say that. And I was like, Oh, she's kind of cute. And the fact that years later, here she is a bombshell with a killer voice and a killer band. And it's just meant to be. Remember I said, Billie Eilish was my, no Taylor Momsen. It's Taylor Momsen. Just kidding. Billie Eilish is definitely my all time current celebrity crush but taylor momsen makes way more sense in the long term <laughs> um but anyway back to shinedown no and and kudos to both those bands diamante and um the pretty reckless they killed it it was a great show thoroughly enjoyed it but shinedown man they deliver every time even the times before when they you know the the song set list wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. They still put on an absolute killer show. Now one, the only thing I'll say that was a remote downside and it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with the Metra and their sound system. It's either the sound system or the, whoever runs their sound, whatever it is has always failed shine down in some sense. It's always Something is too loud. Something's too blown out. Like there, so the the number one complaint that was going around was there was no bass drum. You could ha- you couldn't hear the bass drum. Um, I thought the 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 guitars and stuff were just really overbearing through the speakers. It it's it's not that you can't do it because other bands can can pull it off. So I don't know what. The disconnection here is figure it out, Metro. Because every time I've seen Shine Down there, it's always the sound quality is always fucked in some way, shape, or form. Just putting it out there, but that's my only complaint about it. Brent Smith is one of the all-time greatest frontmen. I'm telling you right now, in every sense of the word, he is a, an absolutely amazing singer. He is a great songwriter, but above and beyond. The thing that sticks out the most about him is his ability to capture a crowd, the ability to, to connect with a crowd and just the way he speaks, the way he talks, the, just the way he interacts with a crowd and, and his stage presence too, not just doing crowd work, but his movement on stage, his energy, it's always at a, at a level 11 and I've always personally modeled myself as a frontman after that. Him and David Draymond, 
as far as like stage presence and stage performance goes, those two have always been the top of my list for just influence as far as being a performing front man. And, and if, if you've ever seen them and then seen me, you can definitely see like similarities. Obviously, they're levels above me and I have a lot to work on, but that's where I've drawn my inspiration. And not just that, vocally, I mean, I'll never be at the level of Brent Smith. He is absolutely phenomenal. Um, vocally and, and lyrically, too. Him, David Draymond, and then Maynard James Keenan. Maynard James Keenan is probably the most lyrically inspirational to me. Stage presence, Maynard doesn't really do much stage-wise. Stage vocally, vocally, I'm more like Maynard. Like I can, I can be on his level more. Like me and him have a more similar vocal range, so I think I relate to Maynard more. But I'm inspired by all of them vocally. I'm inspired by all of them lyrically. But most importantly, with Brent Smith and David Draymond, I am so heavily influenced by their stage presence because they're so good at it. And just the whole band, man. The whole band put on a great show. The freaking the the pyrotechnics, the stage setup. It was. It was really, really awesome. And I got to go with my mom and my brother and my sister and my friend Eric. It was just a great time. We had, we had a really good time. They, they blew me away. One of the best performances I've seen by them in a very long time. So kudos to that. And I blew my neck out. <laughs> I don't know what I did, man. My neck was so... Okay, so here's what's crazy. Monday, Tuesday, had the two shows. Neck was a little sore on... Tuesday, then went to the other show, probably loosened it up a little bit more. Wednesday, the next day wasn't so bad. Tuesday, a little bit. For some reason, though, Friday was the day that my neck decided to just be absolute trash. I could hardly, you know, keep my neck, I had to like leave my neck forward. I looked like an old man, just like, God, God damn this neck. Like, I was, yeah, maybe I slept on it wrong. Maybe it was a combination of, it could have been a combination of two or three things between headbanging, sleeping on it weird, and working out because it was just totally trashed. Today, I feel much better. It's it's pretty much passed me by, but it was rough on Friday. Friday was, was the roughest. And that, folks, is what we call bangover. Um, oh, yeah, one... I, I wanted to say this too, just because I was talking about that song, Fly From The Inside. It's, like I said, one of the most inspirational songs to me. Because um, it's about, from from what I, I've never actually looked into the deeper meaning of that song and what it actually means. But from what I've gathered, that song, the meaning of that song is to basically like, so the lyrics are, I found a way to steal the sun from the sky. Long live that day that I decided to fly from the inside. Um, wait, I fucked that up. Because I found a way to steal the sun from the sky. Yeah. Long live that day that I decided to fly from the inside. And that's, that's such a great lyric, first of all. But it's about like finding that thing inside you that that passion kind of, and just, and just unleashing it. And I've always loved that. It's such a positive message and such a cool song. If you've never heard that song, please go listen to it. Everything about that song is just total badassery. But anyway, um, the, the thing I was going to say too, is those words. So <laughs> I don't even like, I've always thought text as a tattoo was not for me. I don't, I'm not saying it looks bad on, like, some people pull it off. I've just never been a fan of it. And I and after that show, man, something hit me, and I realized, without a doubt, I want to have the words, long live that day that I decided to fly from the inside. I want that, because I, I plan on doing a full half-sleeve tribute to my Uncle Don. And it's I kind of want to do, like, a clover leaf. I want to do a skull... And like something else on the backside. I was originally going to do the Shine Down logo, but I don't want two Shine Down things on there. So I don't know what's going to be on the backside anymore. I'll figure that out later. And then it's all going to be like lightning in between because he was a Chargers fan. But I think on the bottom to to clear it up, 
just to finish it off, it's going to say, long live that day that I decided to fly from the inside. Because those words have meant more to me forever. That, that album came out in 2001. So and I've been listening to it since probably 2003-ish when I really got into that band. Yeah. So that's that's what I, I would... I, those are the only words I would put on me, I think. And never say never, but... I just figured I'd put that out there because I I thought one thing and I changed it. I've changed my mind. So words words are all right. I can, and that was just it too. Actually, honestly, the reason I never wanted to put words on me is because I love so many lyrics and I've written so many lyrics that I guess I just never wanted to... Uh, I just know if I started with some words, I'd want to put all these words on me. But if I make it to where those are the only words, then we should be all right. And that is if and when I ever do get a tattoo and stop being a little puss about it. So we'll see. That's step number one. Um, so yeah, that was the beginning of the week. And then I pretty much just like lounged the rest of the week. Going to have a fun weekend. A uh, couple things going on. Going to go to an Outlaws game. Go watch the UFC fights. Um... Yeah, we're going to have just a little kind of a laid back weekend, I think. Nothing too crazy. We had we we did all the craziness at the beginning of the week, so we got that out of the way. Um man, and it and dude, the weather's been so nice. It's been up and down, I guess, cuz it was super fucking windy this last this last week. You would have thought we were in bumfuck Wyoming. And um but other than that, you can tell the weather's been getting nice. It's supposed to snow this this upcoming week, which sucks. But I will say this. I'm glad for that. Like, I'm glad it's not going from instantly cold to instantly hot like it has the last few years. We've barely got a spring or a fall. It's like, it's like freezing cold temperature, and then we get two weeks of 75 degrees, and then it's just like, oh, now it's 90 and sweltering. So it's nice to get some moisture. It's nice to actually have some alleviation from both. I don't have to run my AC. I don't have to run my heat just back to back. So my so at least give me two months or three months of like low utility bills. That would be fantastic, God. Um, but anyway, with this warm weather coming in, uh, it's kind of interesting. One thing I've been like craving to do on on just a random weekend here, and I plan on doing it for sure, is making making a trip to the zoo. Um, I absolutely love zoos, which this, I mean, I don't know as you've, as I've mentioned previously on the show, I hate nature. I really do. I'm not a fan. I don't like the sun. The sun is the devil. I don't like the elements. I've gone over all this before. I don't like, like, I do like animals truly. I just don't like the idea of being out somewhere where they can kill me. And I think that's why I like the zoo, to be honest, because they're caged, which I don't love. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not cruel. I don't love caged animals, but I like to see animals and I like to experience them, but I don't like the idea of them still being able to kill me. So them being in jail makes that a possibility for me. Um, I have not been to our zoo in a long time. I think the Montana Zoo is the billing in, in here in Billings is a really nice zoo, to be honest. As far as it just being like a small time zoo, and we've had it forever, dude. Like it's it's been here for as long as I can remember, and it's only gotten better. It's it's had some uh, some improvements to it, and some donations that were made charitably to to make that good, or to make it better, I should say. But um yeah, I've been to so I've been to zoo I've been to freaking San Diego Zoo. I've been to the um uh Denver Zoo twice surprisingly, which is it's a really the Denver Zoo and the San Diego Zoo are fantastic. And then I think those are the only big big zoos. I, oh no, I went to one in uh Iowa too in Des Moines, Iowa. And that one was pretty cool too. Now, on the other hand, let me say this. 
I could give a fuck less about ever seeing an aquarium ever again. Once you've been to one aquarium, let me tell you, you've been to them all. I've been to the Seattle Aquarium. I've been to the Denver Aquarium. I've been to a few others. I couldn't tell you where the other ones are. But I've been to... I, I mean, I've been to the Ultimate Aquarium, and that's SeaWorld. Once you've been to one, you've been to them all. Trust me. There's nothing too exciting beyond beyond a, a, an aquarium. And, and the thing is, too, most zoos have aquariums. So... I don't even know why aquariums are a separate thing. Just make them part of a zoo. Because unless you have, like, fish and whales and stuff like that, like, I'm not excited. And the only place you're going to... Did I say fish? I meant sharks. All aquariums have fish. But unless you have sharks... I'm talking big-ass sharks. Sharks or uh, whales. I'm not interested. And the only place you're going to get that, like I said, is SeaWorld. Anyway, back to the zoo thing. So, I was thinking about the zoo thing and and why I was, like, kind of wanting to go do that. And honestly, I kind of just want to go, by, like, I've always wanted to go, like, with a group or with people and stuff. But I kind of want to just go by myself and just, like, experience it to myself. And here's the thing, too. Um... It has to 100% stem back to being a kid. First of all, it it definitely has to do with me enjoying animals and, and thinking and, and, and liking animals, especially like uh, Montana animals like grizzly bears and bald eagles. Bald eagles, one of my favorite animals. But I remember specifically being in, in elementary school and we would we would do a few field trips to the zoo. Um throughout I think I've we probably went on like at least three field trips to the zoo throughout my entire um K through K through six grades and I always loved going there for some reason it was always just so exciting field trips are always kind of fun but the zoo was always one I just really got into and I was definitely more into animals back then when I was a kid I was super into dinosaurs I was super into just like animals in fact if I recall I specifically remember wanting to be a zookeeper at one point. That was definitely on my list of like future jobs to do. I remember I wanted to be an archaeologist. I wanted to be like a paleontologist. And then I a zookeeper was definitely on that list too. Now, definitely not on my list now because getting eaten or the possibility of getting eaten. I don't want to handle animals. Not really on my list of things. It was always one of those things I get to be around them and I get to do all that. It seemed fun to me. And it definitely, I, I can see why it appeals to so many people for sure. Or, you know, veterinary and things like that. It's just, it's not my thing. Um, and actually, okay, here's a, here's a funny story now that I'm thinking about it, Just with field trips and whatnot. I specifically remember a time going on one of these field trips. It was second grade. Um... You know, you pack a lunch because you eat lunch there. You're all dressed up. You got your, you know, I remember having like a hat because I never used to wear hats. And like my mom lent me her sunglasses. I remember my mom like was like, here, you can take my sunglasses, uh, whatever. And within 20 minutes of being at the zoo, obviously my mom's sunglasses were bigger than, you know, they, they didn't fit me as well. They were a bit bigger so they they weren't like tight on my head because i was a little boy and i'm uh i remember looking down into like a pond and they they slipped off either the top they slipped off my face and fell into the pond and i was so like i was so scared because they weren't my sunglasses and i was so scared that you know i was gonna get in trouble or like i was just upset that i had lost my mom's sunglasses so of course I started crying, which is the most embarrassing thing you can do as a as a boy in front of your class is to cry. I think number one would be to pee yourself, and number two would be to cry. Luckily, I never did did the other one. I did cry a few times in school, I do recall, and I remember just being hi hyper embarrassed about that every time. But anyway, I was crying, and my teacher was like, it's okay, it's okay, we'll see if they can 
if they can retrieve them, you know, you never know. And so she, she comforted me. We went on with the field trip, went throughout the zoo, did the whole thing. <laughs> and I remember at the end of the, of the field trip, my teacher comes up to me. She looks at me and she goes, she goes, uh, Dakota, I'm sorry. They, they couldn't find the sunglasses. And I, here's, here's exactly the sequence of events. Okay. She comes up. She says this to me. She goes, I'm going to say it again. And I'll just, I'll, uh, after that, I will give you my immediate reaction to, to that response in, in exact time. Okay. This is how it went. She comes up. She grabs my shoulder. She goes, Dakota, I'm sorry, but they couldn't find the sunglasses. <laughs> Instant tears. She tells me that, and I just go, <laughs> and then she grabs me again. She goes, Dakota, Dakota, look at me. They couldn't find the sunglasses. She said it again, and I go, and I look at her, and she's wearing the sunglasses, and I go, <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> and I grab him, and I'm, oh god, she's she got me. I mean, kind of a cruel trick to pull on a on a second grader, knowing that I was already upset about it, and then and but now here I am as an adult with twenty pairs of sunglasses, thinking, who gives a fuck? Like, of course I'm a kid. I don't know like the value of things. For all I knew, those sunglasses were two hundred dollars. But I knew they weren't mine, and I knew that I, I lost something that was lent to me and that I was going to potentially be in trouble for it. But I'm sure my mom wouldn't have given a shit. So looking back on it, it's just a funny story. And then and the fact that my teacher totally made me fucking cry again. Like, even worse. <laughs> and I had totally forgotten about it up until that point. Also, how about the fact that the, that the, the people at the zoo, the staff at the zoo, actually went and and salvaged those sunglasses they they fished them out of that pond like that seems insane to me first of all how did you even find them second of all or maybe they just went and, i mean honestly they might have just went and bought a new pair of sunglasses that i never would have noticed that's probably the more likely scenario that i could imagine because first of all if, if if i was working the zoo and somebody said hey we dropped our sunglasses in the in the pond, is there any way you guys can retrieve them? I'd say, no. Are you crazy? Well, I mean, that's so not worth the time to do so. For for probably a $15 pair of sunglasses. But anyway, and if they really did go get them, hey, kudos to them. That was, that's some badassery. That's that's some good move. That That's some, like, high-quality, uh, uh, service so yeah that was my that's my zoo story anyway though i just specifically remember being in school and always liking doing uh projects that involved animals or anything you know the zoo stuff it's just always been a place i've had i guess nostalgic to me in a way and dude i remember having all the zoo books too you remember you guys remember zoo books the um the little magazines, you could get like a subscription, but I, I think we had them at school or I'd get them at like the book fairs. I would get different, different, uh, a subscription or, you know, whatever, different editions of the zoo books, whatever. Cause it was always a featured animal in, in different editions of them. And I'm sure there was obviously a million of them because there's so many goddamn animals. Um, Oh, dude, and I remember the freaking commercial for the zoo books. There was like, I'll, I'll like, it's so so nostalgic thinking about that. In fact, why don't we just watch it? You know, let me pull it up real quick. All right, so this is the old school zoo books commercial. Obviously, you're gonna want to uh, watch the video episode, but it's you could hear it too. But if you want the full effect, you'll have to watch the video episode. So here we go. Now your child can visit steamy jungles, grassy plains, and the dark depths of the oceans to meet and learn surprising facts about the magnificent animals that live there. 
God, this is so old school nostalgic. Publication especially created for young readers. Each monthly issue of Zoo Books is packed with breathtaking full color photos. See, yeah, they even had a dinosaurs edition. Okay, so yeah, I I kind of mixed my two things, my two favorite things together. Even in that, they had all that. Yeah, they had like the anatomical stuff in there. Today, through this exclusive TV offer, you can get 12... I remember this being kind of cheesy, too, though. ...for the special price of $19.95. When you call and it's use your credit bad. card, we'll include the Elephants issue as a gift. Okay, yeah, that... Okay, first of all, why was the Elephants edition so, like, special? I don't get that. Like, why, why was... What was so special about the Elephants issue? Because they're big? I mean, I, I guess I don't know what, what constitutes... Which animal would be considered, like the best animal and what the one that everybody wants to see but i guess Plus, it's elephants you'll also get the colorful collection of animal stickers and the tiger poster so order zoo books today and send learning and fun to a child you love yeah okay that's the part i remember the most this kid is way too excited to be getting his zoo book look at this so Look how excited he is. And send learning and fun to a child you love. Like, he clearly had to have been waiting for the mailman to show up. And the mailman just... <laughs> and the kid just... Oh, my God! I got the elephant edition! Oh, my God! Well, fascinating issues. I guess that's pretty much it, huh? For some reason, I remember it being a little different. But, yeah, there's the zoo books. Nostalgia. Nostalgia galore. Good old zoo books. Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? Since we're already doing videos and stuff, one thing I wanted to uh, kind of do also for you was uh, I figured it'd be fun to show you my personal, uh, like, I guess it's the Instagram reels. I don't really... I don't really do TikTok. I do reels. I do like the Instagram reels and the Facebook reels. But like basically like what the algorithm has curated for me after watching so long, it changes. We'll watch the Facebook reels because eh, no, the Instagram reels, I'll do the Facebook ones anyway because it's pretty much the same. I watch them both equally. Back in the day, like back when I first got Instagram, it was mostly just like asses and stuff like that. So not not necessarily appropriate, but now it's a, it's a variety of things. Real quick, though, before we watch some of these reels, again, if you want to see all this, you're going to have to go to the uh, video episode because you'll you'll get the full effect. But I guess you can enjoy it audio-wise, too. First of all, though, I want to say this, okay? Did you guys see that video of that kid that died on that roller coaster that was going around? Fuck that, dude. That right there... That's the end of me going on roller coasters. It was one of those drop rides where it just drops you straight down. And the kid just like, he was a 14-year-old kid. And this kid, he didn't look like a kid. He was a big boy. And I saw the full video, dude. Not something I recommend watching. But yeah, he just, because it's one of those rides, like they have one at the fair. And it's actually one of my favorite rides. It's just like a giant tower and it slowly brings you up and then just free fall drops you and then it like slows down before the bottom and then it eventually will like drop you all the way to the bottom but it's when it slows down this kid just he keeps going he doesn't slow down he just flies right out of his seat dude because his his harness wasn't connected or whatever it's a, it's a hydraulic harness so i don't know why it didn't connect absolutely without a doubt fuck that that's that alone, and there's been a lot of tra like tragedies on roller coasters and stuff more recently than previously, but I think that's it for me in roller coasters, to be honest with you. I mean, never say never, but anytime soon, and I'm not really, I'm kind of over the roller coaster thing, but that one might have been the nail in the coffin for my roller coaster riding days. So yeah, but let's watch some, uh, let's watch some of my reels here. And even in between, you can feel the power 
buried beneath. How do I do this on here? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Okay, so I don't these are usually made for your phone, so it's hard to uh I'm sure it'll be harder to see on the video, but cuz I can't really figure out how to go full screen on this. But um yeah, I'm just going to go through them cuz I I you know, these are random and apparently apparently this is like the algorithm, what the algorithm has created for me and what I like to watch. And, you know, sometimes it's stuff that I I don't like, so I'll just skip through the ones that I know I don't like because it, it still tries to throw things in there for you. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start off with this, and the caption of it says, Gordon Ramsay reacts to a blind woman's pie. Pie underneath. The pastry looks cooked. Can you hear that on top? What does that sound like to you? It sounds good and crusty. Good and crusty. So, stop feeling upset with yourself. Oh. Okay. Got to start believing yourself more. Okay? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Right. Hear that? Yes, chef. There's not a soggy patch on there. That's all the way around. Okay? Can you hear that? On the balcony, you can hear that, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna watch the whole thing, but you get it. It's a, it's a, it's a feel-good one because what did I tell you last week? You know, what did I tell you last week? Consume positive content. I mean, that's such a feel-good thing. Like Ramsey, who usually like yells at people and is like kind of a piece of shit, complimenting this woman, making her feel good. It's a feel-good one. So, and, you know, I like the funny stuff, too. I obviously like the funny stuff, and there's probably going to be some funny stuff in here. But we open it up with a really heartfelt, good feel, good vibes video. Because that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about, is the good stuff. Let's go on. Pick up a girl wearing How I met your mother. a garbage bag. You also can't use the letter E. Chowing <laughs> X. Oh, this is my word for this guy is Barno. Barno, you look not ugly. <laughs> Your dial thing is what? Can we just go back to my place? Yes. Damn it! <laughs> I never got into that show. Oh shoot. How do you pause it? There. Why didn't it not pause the first time? Um, I never really got into How I Met Your Mother, but there are some funny stuff. I, I like clips from shows like that. And then this is a, a 3D pen. I, I like crafty stuff too, but I'm going to skip that one. Prices cut jokes. Just famously co-created an energy... Don't care. These are times where athletes got caught cheating on live Ooh. TV. During a cold spring game at Fenway Park, Michael Pineda was having a hard time getting a good grip on the ball. So Pineda <gasps> put pine tar on his neck so that he could touch his neck, then rub the pine tar on the ball to prevent it from slipping. But in the second inning, Red Sox manager John Farrell alerted the umpire crew to the brown substance on wow. Pineda's neck, and he was ejected from the game and later suspended 10 more games. In 2009, the Toronto Maple Leafs head coach Ron Wilson called for a measurement of Jason Spezza's stick. Knowing that the stick was illegal, Spezza tried to quickly snap his stick and replace it with one on the bench, but that didn't fool the refs and he received a two-minute penalty. At the 2019 Hero World Challenge, Patrick Reed was in the bunker on the 11th hole. On two of his practice swings, he pushed back the sand from the ball, making it a much better lie. He received a two-stroke penalty for this and just gave golf fans even more reasons not to like him. 
These are times where athletes. What's snapping them off? Pause, motherfucker. Oh, I see why it was doing that. Ugh. Internet. Anyway, yeah, so I like some informational ones too. Like, obviously, that was a sports informational one. I do like some of that. Yeah, I don't care about this one. Mr. Muhammad Ali, how you doing? Oh, yeah, this will be inspirational. I'm a former boxer in Richmond, and I've been watching you fight for ever since I was a little bitty boy. Hold on. And I, I can do impressions on you real good. <laughs> Joe's gonna come out smoking. I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a poking. Pouring water on this smoking. This may shock and amaze you. But I will destroy Joe Frazier. <laughs> Muhammad Ali was a badass. One of the greatest lines in sports history is, I'm so bad I make medicine sick. Office. You know the guy's name that you yell out every single time you shoot paper into a trash? Yeah, John Wilkes Booth. Well, he died. Wait, what? Francis, why would you yell his name? He's the guy that shot Abe Lincoln. I know, terrible guy, but he never missed a shot. Game recognizes game. Francis! <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Stand up. I, I like some stand up stuff. Actually, accepts if for this. Your parents got divorced when you were seven. Between two friends. <laughs> Guess why? They named their daughter after a fucking piece of cheese. <laughs> you hear that? No, I don't hear anything. That is the sound of everybody talking about your performance in Big Little Lies. No one cares. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> If you didn't have an accent, do you think people would be able to tell that you're not a very good actor? <laughs> Please keep going. What advice would you give to a young actor who wants to hide his Jewishness as well as you have? See, okay. We'll end it there. But, I wanted to prove to you... I mean, obviously, I just wanted to see what would come up, if anything. And maybe it was, you know, it wasn't as entertaining as I had hoped. But I wanted to prove to you that my content, like, curations are all positivity. It was all funny stuff. It was, like, craft stuff. It was, it's either, it either comedy, inspirational. Because that's what you got to consume. That's what you got to make your your life algorithm into is the positive sides of life just anything that makes you smile that's going to reflect and so that's what i i have i will strongly continue to uh encourage you to do and to consume so yes now let's wrap this bad boy up with a little sports talk how about it a lot of times I front load my episodes with sports talk, and I think maybe some of you get bored with that. That's why I wanted to talk music to open the show. We're going to close the show with a little sports, though, because there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm going to keep it pretty specific more. And Usually I talk about football. There hasn't been a lot of stuff going on football-wise. Just waiting for the draft, honestly, at this point. Not, not too many big uh, free agency moves to talk about, or th at least none that I care about, honestly. Also, uh, I do. I should say this though. R.I.P. to Dwayne Haskins. It's just tragic always when you see a young player pass away, or just a young human. Any young human passing away is tragic. So, just wanted to throw that one out there. Uh, NBA playoffs are right around the corner. Last games of this of the regular season are this weekend, or at least this last weekend, since this will be coming out Monday. Um, My nuggets, baby. They clinched. And let me just say this, okay? For anybody out there who might have some delusion that Nikola Jokic doesn't deserve MVP, you're, you're wrong, okay? he He was MVP last year. Well-deserved it. Deserves it so much more this year. He's putting on as good a performance, if not better. I think his defense has extremely improved from last year. His stat line is better than it was last year. And he's doing it all without his number one and number two guy next to him. 
Like, he's the number one guy, but he's he's doing it without his star guys next to him. Michael Porter Jr. and and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray being the biggest one, and he hasn't played all year. Porter played a little bit, but he hasn't... He's probably played as much as he hasn't, so he's, he's probably only played like half the season. Murray has not played all season. So the fact that Jokic did it without his number two guy says everything. And and that's all you need to know. Granted, they're a sixth seed. They're not, you know, one of the top. That means more. Honestly, that that tells you that just tells you exactly the fact that we he himself is carrying that team. Now, yes, of course it would be more impressive if we had a better record. But the teams with better records are the ones that have studs. Like they have a whole cast of amazing players on their team. And so the fact that he's been able to do that, that just... And, and don't get me wrong. If, if Joel Embiid wins MVP, I'm not going to cry about it. He, he's well-deserving of it as well. I just personally think, and this is my biasy, of course, too. I think Jokic deserves it more than he did last year. And if he got it last year, he should definitely get it this year. As I said, if Joel Embiid gets it, no tears from me. Like, he, he's well-deserving of it as well. So I'm just putting my two cents in about that. Now, my previous comment just a second ago about having a stacked team making the playoffs, like that's typically the teams that make, you know, they're the one, two, three seeds. Well, that doesn't ring true for all of them. And you know I'm specifically talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, oh, what a glorious day! That the Los Angeles Lakers aren't making the playoffs. What an amazing feeling. Now, let me say this. The fact that that team... I remember seeing the beginning of the season. I remember looking at their roster and being like, "What?" when they got Russell Westbrook, I was like, how the fuck is anybody going to stop this team? LeBron James... Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, uh, Carmelo Anthony, who's a bench player, I know that, and then a bunch of other like solid playmakers around them, in no way, shape, or form should that team not have made the playoffs, at least as an eight seed. They didn't even make they didn't even make it to the elite or the um uh what the play in tournament. So now the NBA does it where the seven, eight, nine, ten seed. It's like a wild card play in. They the Lakers weren't even the ten seed. They weren't even good enough to be in the elimination tournament. I don't give a flying fuck how many of their players were injured. I mean I know I know Anthony Davis was injured. I know LeBron didn't play I mean, I, I guess I don't personally know how many games LeBron didn't play. I know he was a all-star, and if you're an all-star, you better be playing. So clearly LeBron was playing. Pretty sure Russell Westbrook played all season. Pretty sure Carmelo Anthony played all season. I, I can't guarantee any of these. I don't know about their, their uh, playmakers, the rest of the team. But with the the team they had, you're going to... I mean, the Nuggets, they're good. But on paper, that Lakers team has better all-around talent than the than what the Nuggets have had without Jamal Murray. And the Nuggets are still there. And you're going to tell me Jokic doesn't deserve MVP? He carried that team. You don't, And LeBron couldn't carry his team? Dude, there is nothing... More delicious and and just savory than watching that team not make the playoffs. It's so satisfying in every single way. First of all, absolutely hate Los Angeles. The city of Los Angeles can eat my entire asshole. Second of all, the Lakers, they're my least favorite team in the NBA. Always have been. The Lakers are my, uh, what I would like, I mean, theoretically, the Lakers as a franchise, they're the, the Yankees of basketball. They're the Cowboys of football. You know, they're like the team that everybody cheers for them and the bulls, 
You know, it's like them and the Bulls, Yankees, Red Sox. Uh, I guess you could say Cowboys, maybe Packers or Cowboys Steelers. You know, just one of those franchises that everybody hitches their wagon to and is like, mm, you know, because they're, they're historic franchises. Never been a fan of that. That's number one. Number two, they're like, yeah, okay, so so they're like everybody's favorite team, annoying, and then of course they've always just had good teams, which is annoying too. I I hate watching dynasties, unless they're one of my teams, of course. But and I and I'm not a huge LeBron fan. I don't hate him, but I don't love him. I think he's over. Mm, let me backtrack that. Definitely not overrated, but just. <sighs> I, I don't know. There's a lot to to like and dislike about LeBron. He's very he's very uh polarizing. Let's just put it that way. There's things I like about him, there's things I don't like about him. But I don't like or I do like what I do like is the fact that they ain't making the playoffs. And it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying watching any of those teams just not Plus, I know so many goddamn Lakers fans that are just the most annoying fucking rats. That it's so, I mean, literally any team, any time, the Chiefs, Chiefs fans, or Cowboys fans, or Yankees fans, just seeing them just talk all, like at the beginning of the season, and be like, man, we're going to fucking, like, fuck you, we got the team, we're the best, blah, 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 like just... Rooting and tooting, and then to watch it all flush down the toilet. Nothing more satisfying. It may, mm, may I have another? Let me have another course of that delicious meal. Because it's just so damn savory. <laughs> but yeah, just wanted to point that out there. And how much I love that. Of course. Alright, I think we're going to wrap this bad boy up. I got some UFC fights to go watch. Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie tonight. We got Aljamain Sterling versus Pyotr Jan. And then we got um, Hamzat Shemaev versus Gilbert Burns. Those are the big ones. I Okay, let me tell you this. Earlier in the week, I put in a sports bet on... Uh, I I I did a six fighter parlay, and do or no, it was two weeks ago I did this, and the earlier you do them, the the better the odds are and the better the payout will be. So I did a six fighter parlay, twenty bucks. The payout would have been a hundred and ninety dollars, and then two of the fighters on my parlay, or, or two of the f- fights I should say, um, pulled out of the fight because of injuries or or whatnot. So. I don't know. I think I get my money back, but I have to wait for the fight to be over. I don't know exactly the whole scenario, but I'm not taking the risk that that card's not, you know, my, so I, I'm assuming my bet is invalid because those fights aren't even involved. So, of course, I made a second bet. I put a seven-fighter parlay. So, as I mentioned before, I did a six-fighter parlay, 20 bucks, payout, 190 Because I had to do it this week and the, and the odds had shifted, I did a seven-fighter parlay. For twenty bucks, and the payout's one thirty, and I need all seven fighters to win. Okay, that's. I mean, I did pick all favorites, but and the thing that sucks is the Vegas odds. Two of the fighters I have are are uh, underdogs, so that would have boosted my odds. But for some reason, Montana's odds are different than Vegas odds. I don't know why. Makes no sense to me, and that kind of fucked me on my parlay, but. At least they might win some money. So we'll see. I'll let you know later on. Um, yeah, we will end it with that. Um, be good to yourselves, guys. Be good to others. Do your thing. Uh, consume that, that good content. We don't want to take in the bad. We want to take in only the good. Um, let's see what else. Get outside. Enjoy this weather. And if you don't like the outside, stay inside. As I said, do your thing. 
Do whatever makes you happy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, guys. I appreciate you, as always. Thank you so much. Like, share, subscribe. Let's get that bad boy up to 100 subs on YouTube. And uh, we'll do the damn thing. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. And as always, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.